Welcome back to the Fit Ish Project with your host, Lathan Bass. As always, where we make health and fitness simple for regular people like you and I. Getting into the episode this week, I guess I should say, if you hear some loud, windy noises in the background, that is uh, good old Iowa for you. Yesterday, went outside, was on a nice walk. It was like 70 degrees. Wake up this morning, and with the wind chill, it's like negative 10. So, Gotta love that good old Midwest, and it is super windy today, so I apologize if you hear a little bit of that in the background. Shouldn't be too bad, but just wanted to uh, point that out. Uh, but getting into today's episode, I thought that I would do one um, just about just some lessons that I've learned over the last 10 years or so, and reason being is because the views and the things that I know now are very, very different about health and fitness compared to you know when I was 20 years old and thought I knew quite a bit back then. But, you know, as I've had the unique experience to work with so many different people, different ages, different types of people, different abilities, all in different kind of places, like I've really had a good chance to learn a lot about health and fitness and learn about things that work well, things that maybe don't work so well. And I feel like I've been able to just acquire quite a bit of knowledge and learn some lessons that I probably wish that I would have learned a little bit sooner. So that's why I wanted to kind of reflect back a little bit and think about just some things that I've maybe changed my mind on or maybe, you know, just come up with new things that work a little bit better and share those things with you guys so that it doesn't take you 10 years to figure out these same fitness and health lessons that it's taken me to, you know, learn these things. So uh, that is what this episode will be about. I came up with 21 of these different lessons. And I might end up splitting this into a two part series just because I don't want it to get too long. And so just a little heads up on that. But getting right into it, like I said, you know, just hoping to provide you with a little bit of knowledge and uh, provide you with maybe a takeaway or two that you can use in your own fitness journey so that you don't have to make all the same mistakes that I made or wait 10 years to figure out some of this stuff. So getting into number one of the 21 fitness lessons I've learned over the last decade. Number one, it is something I've talked about quite a bit and I always continue to talk about on my socials and different things like that is walking is extremely underrated. It's one of the easiest ways to improve your health uh, from a weight management standpoint, from a mental health standpoint, physical health, digestion, your cardio or heart health, all that stuff is improved by simply just adding more steps into your day. People who walk more anywhere between that eight to 10,000 range see really, really good health benefits and often will be associated with living longer lives. So the thing I love about walking so much is it's such an easy way to add in some activity into your day, whether it's with some 10 minute walk breaks at work or you know after meals or maybe to start your day. You can take the stairs, you can park further away at your job or stores or anytime you're using your car. You can make walking a social thing with maybe your kids or your spouse or friends. So, you know, you can get social with it, which is really nice. And the cool thing about it is it doesn't really take a ton of time or take a ton of planning, you know, like other things like a workout where you have to pack up your clothes and your gym bag and drive to the gym and, you know, get to the gym, do your workout, drive back and all that stuff can take a little bit more planning and be a little bit more time consuming where like walking, you can just squeeze in some extra steps really anytime in your day. And it just gets you thinking about how you can incorporate more steps within your day, which also kind of bleeds over into other parts of 
being a healthy person too. Like when you're more focused on getting your steps in, you're being more focused about or being more aware of what are some other like healthy behaviors I can do, making sure that, you know, you're drinking your water and you know, getting your exercise in and making good healthy food choices and things like that. So walking is kind of one of those cornerstone habits that I think is just really essential. And if you can start to just increase your steps and be more aware of that and get more walking within your routine, you're going to see a lot of really good health benefits. And it's something that, you know, I would have laughed at back when I was 20 years old. You know, if somebody would have told me that you need to focus on getting more steps in and you need to focus on walking more and things like that, I would have probably just laughed. But I understand the importance of it now. And it's something that I focus on every single day. Um, not again, just from the physical benefits, but the mental benefits have been tremendous for me. That's honestly probably why I do it more than anything. It's just, it's just a nice, nice time to get outside, get outdoors, get some sunlight, get to clear your mind a little bit. And you always feel better after you go on a walk and you come back, like maybe you have, you know, you're stressed out a little bit. You have some issue that you're trying to figure out or some challenge that's going on in your life right now. And just getting out and moving your body a little bit, is just always helpful. And you always feel better when you come back from that. So that is number one. Walking is extremely underrated. We'll always encourage people to get some more walking within their day. Um, so if that is something that you have not incorporated, I would definitely encourage you to start trying to find ways to get more steps in your day. Number two, exercise is just as much about the mental health as it is the physical health. Again, something that I didn't realize when I was younger, and I think this is most people too, you know, most people get into health for a physical reason, whether it's they want to lose weight, or they want to build muscle, change their appearance, maybe they want to get stronger, you know, all those sorts of physical things that you typically think about when you get into working out. But I think a lot of people quickly realize just how important working out exercises and, you know, training is for the mental benefits that you get with it, because you'll often start to notice that, you know, your energy starts to feel better, your mood starts to improve, you start to build more confidence, you start to build more self belief within yourself. You know, your discipline starts to get better. You start to develop more grit. So all these really big characteristics that can have a big carryover into your normal life, whether it's with job or relationships or things like that, are all things that you can develop through working out. And you just feel better on a daily basis when you work out. If you ever get into a nice routine where you're like, you really get into your workout routine, you know, you're working out multiple days per week and you start to feel good. And then you have to miss for whatever reason, maybe you're sick or you know, you have get really busy at work or just things come up to where you can't exercise and then you notice that you start to feel kind of off. It just shows you the power that exercise can have on not only, you know, the physical, like I said, but the mental side of things too. So one of my favorite things that I hear from clients when I work with them is not about, you know, the weight loss or building muscle or so much the physical changes, but it's like the mental side of things of like when somebody comes to me and they're, they tell me like, I feel so much more confident now that I've been getting my workouts in and getting stronger and things like that, or I feel like super strong and powerful now that I've been, you know, working on getting these, these workouts in and really building up my strength and being more consistent. Like I just feel super great or like my mood just seems to be better. And all that kind of stuff, like I said, spills over into all different facets of life. Like your job gets better, your relationships get better with friends and family, like your mental health gets better, like all that stuff is affected by simply just exercising. So, I mean, one one specific story that sticks out to me is I had a client who I had worked with for quite a while and he ended up losing 50 pounds and really just kind of completely changing his life around. But one of the things that really stuck out to me is was him saying that, by him focusing on his health and prioritizing his health, that he had become a better father and a better businessman and a better husband. And it's like, 
using health as that tool to help you become better in all those areas to me is just priceless. And it's one of those things that, you know, everybody has access to, everybody can exercise, everybody has their body and their body weight, you know, they can get outside, they can run, they can do body weight workouts, like everybody has access to exercise and start to improve themselves. And so it's one of those tools that's, you know, literally just right there in front of your face that you can use to just improve in so many different facets, but you have to just be willing to take advantage of it and be willing to stick with it in order to see those crazy results. But if you're willing to do that, again, you can see some of those really good mental benefits right along with those physical benefits. So getting into number three, self-discipline isn't about punishing yourself. It's actually about loving yourself. So I think a lot of people, when they think about exercise, they think about it from like, oh, I'm like, I'm punishing myself or like, it's super hard or like, you know, it's something that you don't really want to do. But when it comes down to it, you know, self-discipline is actually a form of self-love because you're holding yourself accountable. You're holding yourself to a certain standard. You're doing the things that you know you should do, even when they're sometimes hard to do them, or maybe sometimes when you don't want to do them. And I think you can think about this similar to if you have kids out there, or, you know, if you have somebody who you want to hold accountable, like you don't just let your kids do whatever they want. You don't let them say whatever they want or eat whatever they want, behave however they want. You hold them to a certain standard and you hold them accountable because you want them to be good people. You want them to be respectable. You want them to be honest and successful and happy and all those things that you want for the people that you love. And you do this by holding them accountable and teaching them the right things. And I think about this the same way from like a fitness standpoint, right? Because if you want what's best for you and you want your health to be in a good spot, you have to make sure that you're holding yourself accountable. You have to be willing to learn the right skills and prioritize the right things when it comes to your health and build the right habits and mindset in order for you to become the best all around person. So don't think of like exercise or focusing on health or things like that as something that's like really negative or hard to do or punishment or anything like that. Think of it more about from a you know self-love perspective and a self-discipline perspective where you're doing all these things because it's going to make you better, not because it's something that you have to do, but it's something that you want to do because you know how much good it's going to do for you and how much better of a person it's going to make you not just physically and mentally for yourself, but also for the people around you. Uh, lesson number four, the best diet or workout program can be completely different for different people. So one thing that's always stuck out with me was this quote that I'd heard and it said, what's optimal is only optimal if it's practical. And what that means is that you might hear people talk about the best diet or the best training program or, you know, the best this or the best that, but it's only going to be the best if it works for you. Like I could give you the best workout plan on paper, but if you can't stick to it, it doesn't really matter. If you don't enjoy it at all, it doesn't really matter. If you don't really see the point in doing it, it doesn't really matter because you're not going to stick with it and you're not going to do it consistently. You're not going to do it for the long term. So you're not going to get any real benefit out of it. I think of this like when I was younger, I used to think certain ways of working out were better, or certain diets were better. Like I used to think free weights were the only way that people should work out. Like you shouldn't use machines or you shouldn't ever do classes or you shouldn't do like kettlebells or anything like that. I used to think that cardio was kind of worthless or a waste of time. I used to think that, you know, certain foods were bad or that everyone should follow this certain type of diet. But as I've gotten older, I've realized that all these things are just tools that you can use. Like there's no right or wrong answer for these things. Obviously there's going to be certain guidelines or more so like principles that you wanna follow within training, within diet, within being healthy. But 
once you have those principles down, you can really use whatever tools fit best with you. So again, it's important to make sure that whatever plan that you are using is aligned with your lifestyle, your goals, your preferences, because if it's not, and you're so-called just following this new best diet or this new best workout plan, but it doesn't fit with any of those things, well, you're probably not going to see the results or the progress that you want to see. So make sure that what's best is actually best for you. Lesson number five, you don't find motivation, you create it. The thing about motivation is it's great when it's there, but you have to understand that motivation is just not always going to be there. Like there's just certain things that you have to do. And I know you've experienced this, like there's some days where you don't want to go to work. There might be some days where you don't want to do, you know, the chores around your house. Maybe you don't want to clean or vacuum or do laundry. Maybe you don't want to do yard work. Maybe you don't even want to do something for your spouse or your kids or your friends sometimes, but you do it because you know it's the right thing to do. And if you didn't do those things, you probably wouldn't have a job. Your house would be filthy. Uh, you'd have bad relationships because sometimes you just have to do things that you don't necessarily want to do in the moment, but you know they're going to be good for you in the long term. Same exact thing goes for health. You will not always want to work out. I know I don't. You will not always want to make the healthier choice. I know I don't, but there will be times where you just have to think about like, it's going to make you feel better. It's going to give you more energy. It's going to allow you to live a long and happy life. So you're going to make that decision now in order to set yourself up in the future. And a lot of times you'll notice too, when it comes to like motivation, you may feel like you don't necessarily have the motivation to get started. Like, working out is like the perfect example. Like sometimes you're going to just wake up, maybe you're a workout in the morning type of person, or maybe after a long day, like you're typically getting your workouts in after work, but you're really just not motivated to get in the gym and do that. Once you get going and once you actually get started, you'll notice that that motivation starts to show up. And that's what I mean by you create that motivation. You don't wait for motivation to come. Sometimes that'll happen. You know, you wake up, you're just feeling real motivated and you're good to go. But a lot of times you're just going to have to create that motivation for yourself. And once you get a little momentum, once you get moving a little bit, you'll start to notice that that motivation comes along and you get into that workout that you didn't really feel like doing. And as soon as you get going five, 10 minutes into it, you start rolling, you feel good. And by the end of it, you know, you feel great, you feel accomplished, you're glad you did it. And that motivation is there. But again, you can't expect that motivation is just going to be there for every single decision or every single choice or every single workout that you need to make in order to keep you moving in the right direction. So just something to keep in mind there. Uh, lesson number six, consistency is almost always the missing link if you're not getting the results you want. It's not a new program or a new diet. This is something that I think a lot of us really struggle with. I think we know that consistency is important, but rather than focusing on the basics and just doing them consistently, we like to look for the new thing or, you know, the cool thing or the new program, the new diet. Like we want to change things up. But in reality, a lot of times it just comes down to just being consistent with the basics. And that's a lot of things in life, right? If you want to make more money, you probably need to work consistently in order to earn money. And then you also probably need to save a little bit more than you spend. If you want good relationships, you probably need to invest some time in those. You need to be a good communicator. You need to show up and show people that you care. If you do those things, you're going to have good relationships. It's not that complicated. If you want to have better health, you need to exercise and eat well and get decent sleep and 
spend time around good people. Like none of these things are rocket science. Like none of these things are super complicated. Uh, but for whatever reason, we like to make things harder than they need to be. And we always like to look for like the new and shiny thing, like the new program, the new diet, the new whatever. But again, as I've said, it just comes down to being more consistent. And so if you're not seeing the results that you want to see with whatever that goal may be, or you know, whether it's losing weight or building muscle or you know building strength or like improving your diet, like any of those things, like if you're not seeing the results that you want, it's most likely because you're not being consistent. So consistency is that superpower. It's that magic pill that we're all after. And so again, if you're not seeing the results you want to see, you got to take a look at that and just be honest and open with yourself about whether or not you're doing all the things you need to do. Uh, lesson number seven, cardio doesn't kill gains. You can build muscle, do cardio, and your overall health will be better because of it. So cardio is something that I never really enjoyed. And honestly, probably because I was over 300 pounds, I really just did not enjoy it. And, you know, being from an athletic background, anytime you were like running or having to do cardio was typically because you were did something wrong or you were punished or whatever the case may be. So I never really enjoyed cardio really up until probably this last year when I started to get into my marathon training and started to do more research on it and learn more about it. And Obviously, you know, we know that cardio is good for general health and there's a lot of science to back that up now. You know, it's good for heart health and all those different things. And having good cardio is actually one of the best predictors that we have for how long somebody will live. So it's something that's called VO2 max, which is just basically your max amount of volume of oxygen that you can use during intense exercise. In other words, in simpler terms, it just means that you're in better shape in terms of cardio wise. So like if you can go out and do something that's like a heavier cardio activity, you know, you can go run a couple miles, feel pretty good. Like if you can, you know, go play sports or go play basketball or something like that, you feel pretty good and you feel like you're in shape. That is a better predictor of how long you will live than really any other thing that we have right now. So cardio is important for general health. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go run a marathon or like spend hours and hours on cardio every single week. But it's definitely not a bad idea to do some things where you get out of breath a little bit, get your heart rate up. You know, that could be any kind of activity that you enjoy, really. And the nice thing about cardio is there's so many different ways that you could go about it. You know, you could get outside and you could run or bike. Um, you could go on a hike, like you could do some stuff indoors if you wanted to, like swimming or rowing. You could do like even just some brisk walking for some people would get their heart rate up and get them get them sweating a little bit, get them breathing a little bit. You could walk or run hills or inclines. You could do HIIT training or circuit training. You could do, you know, any type of classes that get your heart rate up and get you breathing a little bit heavy. So there's so many different options and ways that you can add a little bit of cardio within your routine. And I think a little bit goes a long ways when it comes to cardio. But, you know, as I said, when I was younger, I never would have really thought about cardio. But as I've gotten older, it's something that I've tried to implement more within my routine because I know the importance of it just as far as living a, a longer life. So cardio, good thing, can be super helpful when it comes to general health. So, you know, just finding a form that you actually enjoy and implementing that into your routine can be helpful. Number eight, carbs and fats don't matter nearly as much as total calories and protein when it comes to weight loss. So uh, I think a majority of people, quite a few people at some point in their lifetime will go on some sort of diet and want to intentionally lose weight. And losing weight can be a little bit confusing just because there's a lot of information out there. It's hard to know exactly what to focus on. 
and you know there's all these different diets and all these different opinions and things like that and the basic premise that you need to understand is that calories and protein are going to be your most two important things as long as you are in a calorie deficit basically you're expending more energy than you're taking in through food and drink on a daily basis or weekly basis and you are prioritizing your protein you're going to be in good shape that's really all you have to focus on you don't need to focus on fats or carbs or this or that like just hit your protein goal hit your calorie goal and make sure you're in a calorie deficit and you can lose weight and it's as simple as that you don't need to get all you know advanced or complicated about it focus on getting some real foods in your diet eating lots of protein being in a calorie deficit and you can lose weight. So I won't say too much on that because I have tons of other podcasts that go into that kind of stuff in detail. So if you're interested in those, you can always check those out. Lesson number nine, there aren't bad foods, but rather foods you probably should eat less often and some foods that you should probably eat more often. And the reason I say this is because a lot of people start to put labels on foods and this can start to create like negative connotations around certain foods and create like a bad relationship with food where if people feel bad if they eat certain foods. And so I just think of it more so like on a continuum, like there's foods on one side that you should eat quite a bit and more often. And there's foods on the other side of that continuum where you probably shouldn't be eating those things every single day. I mean, for example, like you probably shouldn't eat, you know, full fat ice cream and cake and cookies and pizza and deep fried foods and tons of soda like every single day. If you do that every single day, you're going to be eating way too much. You're going to feel like crap. Just your overall health is just not going to be great. But that doesn't mean that you can't have some of those things on occasion in moderation and put those as part of your diet and still be able to enjoy those things. But most of the times, right, you should be focusing on those whole more single ingredient type foods, your proteins, your fruits, your vegetables, because you know that's going to lead to you feeling better. That's going to lead to you looking better. That's going to lead to you being able to perform better on a daily basis and all those things that are important that go along with eating a quality diet. You know, And it's something that I talk about quite a bit with the 80-20 rule. 80% of the time you're focusing on those whole single ingredient foods. The other 20% of the time you can kind of indulge a little bit in have those things that you wouldn't have all the time. Like there's nothing wrong with that. And I think being able to start to find that balance and what that looks like for you is a huge part of living a healthy lifestyle, but also being able to enjoy living a healthy lifestyle. Because a lot of people, I think they associate living a healthy lifestyle with like never being able to enjoy foods or never having pizza or never having alcohol or never having like desserts. And I don't think that's true at all. Like, I don't think that is what makes up a healthy diet. And I found you know, with myself, with being able to lose all the weight and getting the great shape and all that stuff, I've been able to still incorporate pizza and alcohol and desserts and stuff on occasion. So where I don't feel like I'm restricting myself, don't feel like I, you know, can't enjoy myself, but I can also still hit all my health and fitness goals. So again, finding that balance, I think is a huge part of making this health and fitness thing sustainable for the long term. Uh, Lesson number 10, fitness And good health is a lifelong practice and not some destination you reach. If you want to get fit, if you want to feel good, if you want to look good for the long term, then fitness has to be a forever thing. It's not just some destination, which means in order to make this a forever thing, you need to focus on the right habits. You need to focus on the right mindset and you need to forget about the quick fixes or the unsustainable methods because if you're focused on the the quick fixes or the unsustainable methods that might get you to your destination but it's not going to allow you to 
keep your results. It's not going to allow you to stay there because it's called a quick fix for a reason, right? You're doing it in the moment and it's not meant to be something that lasts. It's not meant to be something that you use for the long term. So if like you're using a crash diet, it might get you to lose some weight, but it's not going to be something you can sustain. If you're using some crazy training program where you have to work out seven days per week. You might burn some extra calories and maybe lose weight and look a little bit better and get you to that you know, that end point that you're looking at. But again, you're not going to be able to sustain that. So then what happens? You fall off, you end up moving backwards, you're frustrated, and you're just upset with where you're at. So just understand that there's no need to rush it because, again, fitness is a practice. It's a forever thing. It's something that you're going to continue to do. And I think when you start thinking of it that way, you'll start to do a lot less stupid stuff, which a lot of people do. They, they get themselves in trouble by trying a bunch of different diets that they think is going to give them this quick results. And they think once they get there, they're all good. But that's not the way it works. Once you get to a certain level of fitness, if you do it in the right way, it certainly does become easier to sustain because you've spent the time building the right habits, building the right skills, uh, putting yourself in the right environment, developing the right mindset to where being healthy is just easier and it just feels sort of natural, right? I always love when clients tell me that they feel weird when they don't work out because they get so used to it and they enjoy it. And they notice that like when they don't work out or when they don't eat a certain way, they start to feel kind of off because that's when I know that they've spent a good amount of time actually focusing on the right things and they've noticed how much better it makes them feel. And now it just becomes something that becomes more natural and just something that they want to do versus something that you know, they're just trying to like willpower their way through or just like grit their way through. So once you can get to that point, you're in a really good spot because you know that you can sustain that. But you can't do that if you are trying to look for the shortcuts or the quick fixes or, you know, get to your destination as soon as possible. You have to do it a little bit more slowly. Take your time, you know, build the right habits, build the right mindset so that you can sustain your results forever. Lesson number 11. Just because you can't do something perfect doesn't mean you shouldn't do it at all. Something is always better than nothing. So this is, again, something that I try to talk about a lot because I think a lot of people have this idea around fitness that they need to be perfect or they need to work out you know, six days a week. They need to their diet needs to be on point all the time. And it's just not true. Like if you miss one workout, does that mean that you should just chalk up the week as a failure and not do the rest of your workouts? No, that's stupid. If you're short on time and you can't do your entire hour workout, does that mean you shouldn't work out at all if you still have 30 minutes? No, get in there, get your 30 minutes and something is always gonna be better than nothing. Just because you had like one day where maybe you didn't stick to the plan or maybe you overate or maybe you you know went off the rails a little bit, does that mean you should just chalk up the whole week as a failure and just eat like crazy and then start again next week? Like absolutely not, it just doesn't make sense when you think about it. There's an analogy that a lot of people talk about in fitness where it's like, if you had a flat tire and you know you you have to pull over to the side of the road you need to fix your tire well you wouldn't hop out and just stab the other three like what kind of sense does that make just because you have one pop tire you have one thing that maybe goes a little off plan or have one thing that you know throws you off a little bit that doesn't mean you need to make it worse or continue down that path and i think when you think about it like that it makes a lot more sense just because you can't be perfect with your plan or your diet or your fitness goals or whatever the case may be doesn't mean that you shouldn't just you know, throw it all away and just go off the rails and do all these things that's going to set you back even further. So just remember, you know, something is always going to be better than nothing. 
And I think that's something that separates people who you would consider to be like fit and healthy from maybe the people who struggle a little bit more and aren't necessarily as fit and healthy. It's because the people who prioritize health and consider themselves, you know, fit and healthy and in shape and all those things, they don't allow those times when they get off track to throw them way far off track. So just like, you know, everybody, even the people who you see, who you think maybe they look really fit or they look really healthy, those people fall off track too. Like they struggle sometimes, they have challenges, they have days where they eat more than they wanted to, they have days where they miss workouts or maybe take some time off. But the difference between those people is they get back on track sooner. So they don't let one meal or one day turn into several days or several weeks. They just get back on track the next day or the next workout and they just get right back to it. And I think if people realize that, you know, it's not about the single meal or the single missed workout or, you know, even just a couple of days where you might have been kind of off track. It's not about those like small little events. It's about the weeks and, you know, letting that turn into a big snowball effect where one thing turns into another and then you look up and it's been two weeks since you last worked out and it's been two weeks since you've been kind of eating like crazy and eating everything in sight. And that's where people start to struggle because then they don't see any kind of progress. They feel really bad about it. And it just sets them way further back than if they had just gotten right back on track right after that, you know, single meal or single missed workout or whatever. So again, just understand something is always going to be better than nothing. Perfection isn't the goal. It's just to continue to try to get a little bit better and try to do what you can with what you have. And so we are about halfway through. And so I'm going to cut this one off there just because I know it's going to get really, really long if I continue to try to get through all of these and want to make sure that I'm able to expand on the ones that we still have remaining and not have to rush through those. So we will stop it there and we will come back next week with a part two before letting you go. Just if you're interested in the one on one coaching, have that link in my bio and then um, as always, appreciate you guys listening. And for those of you who have rated and reviewed, really appreciate that as well. Again, just trying to continue to get this out to more and more people, help people out, help them out with their fitness goals and help them look better, feel better, all that good stuff. So if you can rate and review for me, again, much appreciated. But uh, that is all I have for now. And we will see you next week. <laughs>